Hello, world. I'm Greg Patton. Stand by for news and stuff. Back home again in Indiana. Oh, and I, I feel alive today. Those of you that have been following our saga the last 10 days, wow. Got back from Tennessee, WHCB Sherathon. What a fantastic time. Thank all of you. I got sick when we got to Florida, took that sickness right to Tennessee, thought I was going to die. I know I'm exaggerating, but it was bad. Uh, even yesterday, Matthew Hill said, are you sure we can cancel this flight and get you out on Tuesday, Brother Patton? I said, we're going to do this. I was in the airport about uh, 15 seconds before I had to rush to the men's room. I almost called Brother Hill back and said, come get me. I'm dying here. Lord is good. That's all the bad news. The good news. Great meetings in Florida with Southwest Radio Church. Great time at WHCB. Thank you all for your generosity, love, prayers, all that stuff. That's fantastic. First Free Will Baptist Church, as always. Great time. Thank those of you that came from uh, Bristol, Virginia, and Tennessee, and uh, Irwin. Thank you. Johnson City, and I guess Kingsport. Thank you, folks. There was something special going on at First Free Will, and some of the finest things that any pastors ever said about me was shared by Pastor Nathan Jennings. He is just one great guy. But I just, I feel at home. It's like my second home going there to First Free Will. Several of you have said, what can we do to have you come to our church? That's another story. We'll take care of that. Let me apologize to those of you that wanted to treat us to a breakfast, lunch, or dinner. I just couldn't make it. I don't know what in the world was going wrong. My wife is insisting today that as soon as the show is over to head to the doctor, we'll see. I'm heading back out. We're driving down on uh, Thursday morning. Take off 5 o'clock in the morning down to Boone's Creek for our big Clarity to the Chaos Conference. Really looking forward to that. You pray we stay strong. And again, just feel the love. All I have to do is go to my Facebook page and you're there. How fantastic. Ah, oh, it's great to be serving the Lord in any capacity, isn't it? Praying for you, I know that you're praying for us. I think that's what got us through. Thank you so much. I think I love you. What in the world is going on? Oh, remember Dr. Fake G? What a buffoon. Telling us no way, nothing coming out of the Chinese Institute of Virology there. Well, now a Chinese virologist who sounded that alarm back in the early 2020 there about where the coronavirus came from said on Monday, the United States, the United States has reached a milestone achievement after a classified intelligence report from the Energy Department reportedly found the virus. Yeah, it came from the Chinese lab. Dr. Li Mengyang told Tucker Carlson that the Chinese government intentionally manufactured and intentionally released the COVID-19 virus, leading to the nationwide shutdown and so many deaths. He said it was not an accident. Of course it was not an accident. Maybe for people who don't have this kind of biosafety lab three or four years 
experience on the coronavirus. Maybe it's easy for them to accept the accident leak idea. However, I'm a scientist. I know what I'm talking about. Working in a research lab using coronavirus, and I can tell you based on the print protocol and also the other surveillance systems, it would be impossible, operative word, impossible for the lab to leak accidentally, accidentally let this happen. So definitely now we just reached the first step. It was from that China lab, and we need to pursue the truth of the origin, and we need to keep it going. Well, amen. How many times have you been lied to, my friend? And you know, I think Dinesh D'Souza, I like him, probably said it best. Three years, three years of propaganda, demonization, and censorship of those who espoused a conspiracy theory about all of this. Government collusion with digital platforms, destructions of lives and livelihoods. And now we find out that Joe Obama believes the mother of all conspiracy theories is actually true. Actually, I just changed that last part. He didn't say Joe Biden. He actually said Biden Doe. You know where I'm coming from. Well, what about the bad guys sounding like the good guys? Facts. Fox Corporation Chairman Rupert Murdoch testified that Fox News popular commentators endorsed Donald Trump's false claim that the 2020 presidential election was rigged. It's still hot and still believable, even though Murdoch said he doubted the conspiracy theory right away, according to a filing in a defamation lawsuit there. Some of our commentators were endorsing it, Murdoch said while being questioned under oath in the $1.6 billion lawsuit by Dominion Voting Systems Incorporated, which included the excerpts of the deposition in the court filing, about the endorsement of a stolen election? Yes, they endorsed it, said Murdoch. Fox News is accused of helping to promote false claims that the voting machine maker flipped millions of electronic ballots away from Trump as part of a vast conspiracy involving Democrats and foreign hackers, a claim still touted by the former president and many, oh, millions of his allies. Let's get real here. It is fair to say you seriously doubted any claim of massive election fraud? Duh. Well, oh, yes, said Murdoch. Good grief, Charlie Brown. What is the truth? You know. His name, Jim Richards, former advisor to the Pentagon and the CIA, was the most treacherous act by a sitting U.S. president. Do you know who, what, where, when? I didn't. Let's talk about it here for a moment. Test day one, two. Nine children, nine children injured during a horrific shooting at a Georgia gas station earlier this month, and now the cops say they have arrested two males who were involved in that thing. On February 17th, police received a call about violence at a shell station in Columbus, Georgia, located in the western side of the state just across the Chattahoochee River from Alabama. According to the reports, nine minors, including a five-year-old boy who had gone to the gas station with a family, injured in that attack along with two females, both 13 years of age, and something growing across America, another gang involvement with kids. Unbelievable what's happening in America, isn't it? Here you go. A white male who is a former student at Howard University School of Law has sued 
the historically black institution, claiming he suffered racial discrimination and a hostile education environment before he was expelled in 2022. Michael Newman, who attended HUSL from 2020 to 2022, claimed in a new lawsuit filed in February that he suffered pain and suffering, emotional anguish, and damage to his reputation as a result of repeated racial discrimination from at least one professor and several students at the school. Huh. A convicted pedophile who allegedly raped and tortured children found dead in a U.K. prison cell while awaiting sentencing for his crimes. Andrew Holdwin, 39, found guilty of three counts of rape, seven counts of neglect, one count of perverting the course of justice. That was back in January. His partner, another pervert, Cheryl Pickles, 34, found guilty of five counts of child cruelty and one of perverting the course of justice. They were scheduled to be sentenced April the 28th. The prison, as with all deaths in custody, we will investigate. Wow. Red alert. Special red alert on Hello World. Oh, this is, do not miss this here, my friend. So do you think, like I do, that the pandemic was a trial run for bad things happening? Let me ask you this tell you something you probably don't know. Sleepy Joe signed an order for 24-7 surveillance of you. Did you know that? We have an urgent situation in America. I was listening to Jan Markell and Billy Crone saying there's no stopping it unless there's going to be some sort of a Red Sea experience. This is your future and it's cut. Well, it's here now. It's really going to be here in 2024. Where were you March 9th, 2022, when President Biden signed the death warrant on Americans? On that day, he hushed a ceremony at the White House without approval of Congress, the states, or you. Biden signed into law Executive Order 14067. Buried in his order, paragraph 4, section 4. Language in section 4 makes Order 14067 the most treacherous act by a president in the history of America, because Section 4 sets the stage for legal surveillance of you, Mr. and Mrs. America, for all banking and all purchases and, well, everything you do, my friend. This is so scary. I mean, we're talking anything. The ability to silence and dissent voices for good. And this new war in freedom, the Dems aren't coming after your gun. They're thinking much bigger than that. They're coming after your cash, and it started... Jim Richards shared all this information. He is a former top gun. He's been involved in the CIA and, oh, everything. An attorney, an investment banker, wrote all kinds of books on international economics. And when Fox and CNBC and all these people want to know what's happening, they go to this guy. He's into the intelligence community. Time to sound the alarm, he says. Section 4, Biden's order for all Americans. The U.S. dollar will be made obsolete soon. Your cash will be confiscated or be worthless paper. The cash currency you have now is going to be replaced soon with a new programmable digital token. And the truth is, few outside of the deep state recognize what he's doing, what it really is. It's sinister. Replacing the cash dollar. New digitized version. New currency will allow total control of you in every area. It'll be programmed by the government. 
It means these demon-led people will be able to turn on and off your money at will. Could you ever dream in your lifetime something like this would happen? Not only that, but they'll be able to track everything, every purchase you make. A very different banking system, nothing to do with crypto, and has support of so many. A government-controlled spyware. You'll be punished for your contributions. Social comments they don't like. It isn't something years away. It's happening in 2023. His secret trials are underway. Sleepy Joe's doing it. China, Russia have already launched these pilot programs, and they own their own currencies. 90% of all banks testing it. Digital currency now. Get ready. There's no stopping it. The digital dollar will be here. Full operation by 2024. Did you know that? Boy, I'm glad I'm saved because I can't get my mind around all of this stuff. I just know God has a plan. As I preached over the weekend, my friend, there's a reason for everything happening. God has a reason. Take confidence in that today. That's what you heard about this one. The all-female team of pilots conducted the Super Bowl pregame flyover for the first time this year, but the Navy staged this historic moment by, well, they just booted several male aviators just days before the big game. An all-woman crew wasn't always the plan with a handful of men picked and the very, very excited men for the flyover while they got dumped very abruptly, told they were being replaced. For us, getting to do flyovers is really once-in-a-lifetime opportunity, said one of the men who spoke on condition of anonymity, I'm sure, especially for something this big. The Navy's initial press release detailing the flyover that event would commemorate a 50-year history of women flying in the Navy, but the original lineup of 15 service members had three women in it. Well, so they axed. Twelve guys and put the women in. All those trials, all those meetings for nothing. Interesting how life works sometimes, isn't it? And finally, who said that? Bunches of us. Happy. It's the last day of February. Welcome, March. Smile. Spring is just around the corner. Where's my Bible? Life 101. Right after this important message. Again, just thinking today about the great time we had in Tennessee, the WHCB Sherathon. It was wonderful. The people there are fantastic. Had a chance to fellowship. Now that a lot of the group has moved to Tennessee from Southwest Radio Church, had a great time with them. Always good to be with Dr. Kenneth Hill and Matthew Hill, the whole team. Thank you so much. And again, a big thank you to those who well just came out to see us at First Free Will Baptist Church and Thank you, Nathan Jennings, Grady Holder, well, a bunch of people. We can't name them all. So glad to be a part in some way of your life, my friend. Thank you for being a part of ours here at Greg Patton Ministries and supporting Hello World. I am so very, very grateful that you are there. It means so very much. I seem to discover a little bit more each day how much we need one another. Well, I've been talking a lot about 2023 and my messages, whether in my church or around the country, that we are in that position, oh, more than ever, of meism. That's what it's all about. We are so selfish. Nearly every sin that you encounter, 
starts with selfishness, doesn't it? You know, God has revealed the secret of personal fulfillment and success in life better than anyone else, but most of us miss it. In our materialistic society today, we are trained to grab all we can and look out for being number one. Our noble concept of the rugged individualist and the self-made man miss a very critical truth. Even in the church, we tend to focus on leadership there. Sure we do. Being true to ourselves and finding our ministry. Instead of simply calling someone a servant, I'm, I'm a servant of God, we feel compelled to use a phrase like, I'm a servant leader. History and scripture stand against this wave of self-satisfaction. Am I correct on that? Samuel stated his posture in God's calling by replying, Speak, Lord, for your servant. Get it? For your servant is listening. First Samuel 3, verse 9 and 10. 19th century preacher and one of my favorites, Charles Haddon Spurgeon, urges us to serve all your life. And today, John Maxwell said the first step to leadership is servanthood. I know many pastors that have been considered, oh, highly successful in life, but boy, they can be personally defeated. All of us can. One pastor said, I was burned out. I was empty. I was miserable. From the outside, I appeared to be doing everything right. The church thought I was on top of it. I was preaching the gospel. I was fulfilling the Great Commission, building a ministry, Christian school. But on the inside, everything was messed up. I was out of fellowship with God, tormented by impure thoughts, and headed for destruction. Then just as David cried out from the pit, I begged the Lord to deliver me, and he did. Praise the Lord. He set my feet on a firm foundation of his truth. And in this process, I've come to understand the significance of Jesus Christ's statement that the servant is greatest of all there in Matthew 23, 11. Ministry must be centered around a purpose, not a personality. Hey, you need to grab that concept. You'll begin to look at people that you can help. If a marriage is faltering, you should want to jump in there and help discover the love of Jesus Christ and how you can help. If a pastor struggles with sin, we should want to help him overcome that. If a child needs food or water, we want to meet the need. In serving others, you develop new relationships with people. Man needs to find out that he becomes lesser, and when he does, oh, then he becomes greater in the eyes of God because God will get the greatest glory. Yeah, we need to humble ourselves to serve other people. Matthew twenty-five forty. Whatever you did for the least of these brothers of mine, you did for me, Jesus said. Jesus gave his life for these people. We need to begin to give our life to people. In return, he begins to fill us with an abundant life. And who listening to this program doesn't want an abundant life? Truly, that's what we're looking for. By losing my life for his sake, I can find life again. By becoming his servant to helpless people throughout the world and right in your community, you'll find a personal and professional fulfillment and success in life. Yes, we live in a materialistic society. It's easy to put our needs above the needs of others. Yeah, me first. But Jesus always put others before himself and he expects us to follow that example, does he not? Interesting stuff here from James Robinson. He said he met a missionary named Peter Pretorius on a trip to South Africa, and his testimony had a transforming effect on 
Robinson's life. He told of his success as a prestigious tobacco farmer and a race car driver who lived totally for himself. That was before he decided to share God's message with people in neighboring Mozambique. When he traveled there to arrange a series of evangelistic meetings, his drivers failed to return for him at the appointed time, and what was going to be a two-day trip, 48 hours, lasted a week. During his unexpected stay, Peter saw unimaginable suffering. People were literally dying at his feet. Every day, another 20, 25 malnourished adults and children were buried. He witnessed it all. Wouldn't that be something? Peter helped an elderly man find a resting place against a tree and went to get some water. He cried when he came back and discovered the man was dead. Returning home to South Africa, Peter asked friends and neighbors to help buy food for these people. He rented a truck to transport provisions to Mozambique and so began his first extensive feeding program. At his invitation, Robinson said he and his wife went to witness the operation and saw some of the most unbelievable scenes they'd ever encountered. Little ones covered in dirt, wearing stained clothing, worn in shreds. They looked at us shyly. Many exhibited the dangers of malnutrition, bloated tummies, patches of orange discoloration in the hair, open sores on the legs. Their smiles drew our eyes from their rags to the anticipation that was on their faces. Once we initiated personal contact, many soon wanted to hold hands and embrace us. Some hugs. Thousands of children lined the road as our team set up to feed them vitamin-rich meals, the consistency of oatmeal. They were so very happy to get a basic need. Upon returning home, Robinson and his wife knew that God wanted them to be involved in the project, to give their own finances and inspire others to support these missionaries, to ones that lay down their lives every day. You know, the scriptures place the primary focus on the joy of giving in life, not on the return that you get. Acts twenty thirty five, Jesus offers us the supreme example of what it means to give, right? He gave his life for us, knowing there was nothing that we could give him in return. It's an honor that our creator allows us today to express his nature as we serve others, or should be. He owes us nothing for our obedience. We owe God everything for Christ's obedience in his death and resurrected life. While Jesus did state that he came to give us life more abundantly, many people mistakenly believe that Jesus came to give us abundance in life instead of abundance of life. There's a big difference. God's not opposed to you having things, but he's deeply concerned that things do not have us. Remember, God's rewards far exceed the value of anything earthly or anything temporal. He may give us the means to afford a new car. Maybe you have a nice home, but he's most interested in giving us a new spirit and an eternal home. And he's also interested in blessing us so we can, in turn, bless other people. The question is, how you doing? And finally, here you go with today's bumper snicker. This vehicle protected by an anti-theft sticker. <laughs> what? <laughs> well, I got to tell you, I'm feeling really good about this one. Another day has passed where I didn't have to use algebra or trigonometry, I don't think. And finally, if I wasn't sold, I think I'd go over to the pizza parlor here today. They've got a new sign out front. It says, now hiring non-stupid people. <laughs>
That's it, another edition of Hello World. I'm Greg Patton. We come your way each day at this time, and we're grateful that you're here as well. What would we do without you? And a big thanks to this Christian radio station for, well, sharing this broadcast. Hey, let's be friends on Facebook. You don't have to be crazy to be my friend. I will teach you how. Is it over already? It is. Hello, world. And that's the way it is on February the 28th, 2023. I'm Greg Patton. Thanks for being here. Until tomorrow, same time, same place. God bless. You have a good one.